we have to be extremely careful of getting down and negative um, about the rejections because there are plenty of yeses out there too. There really are. If you're a professional singer, want to know how to turn singing into a career, or simply love to hear stories from singers on the road, then The Working Singer is the podcast for you. I chat with pro singers about how they make a creative living in the music business, lending their talent to stars like Enrique Iglesias, The Killers, Elvis Costello, and more. They share life lessons, business advice, and how they make a living when they're off the road. We'll also discuss vocal health, technique, performance, coaching, and pretty much all things vocal. Elevate your approach to your singing career, get enlightened about what the pros do, and be inspired with new ideas that you can make your own. My name is Jamila Ford, and this is the Working Singer Podcast. Bonjour tout le monde. Welcome everyone. So happy you are listening. I don't know, I'm just in a French kind of mood. I saw my French friend yesterday. Um, <laughs> and I so want to be fluent in French. I'm okay in French. I can have a very brief conversation, but anyway, I digress. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited that you are here. I'm, I'm so excited for you to hear this episode today. This is such good information, such great insight. We have Veronica Paleo from Replicas Music. Um, she is the co-owner of that agency with her uh, fiancé, Michael Hollowatch. Great guy, fantastic people. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear what she has to say. These are the con- kinds of conversations, these are the kinds of insights you've got to have when you, um, and I think this is the information you don't get. We all, you know, we've all, maybe many of us have auditioned for these agencies at one time or another, or maybe you went into sub for somebody you didn't even, but that is, subbing is an audition, you know, certainly your first time subbing for someone. I think that is um, where uh, the MD or whoever's doing the hiring, uh, that's where the rubber meets the road. So, and you are, you got to be at your best on your best behavior, voice got, has to be sounding right and tight. You know, everything has got to be together. And um, so Veronica gives you a, a great deal of insight into what these agency owners, these people who are hiring singers and musicians are thinking, what they expect, what you should go in there being prepared with, um, all of it. So this is a particularly, I think, important interview for you to take notes on. Um, and before we get to that, you know, I had some other insights about, I'd gone to that, I told you re, that I'd gone to the Reboot um, interview recently, not interview, uh, Reboot event recently, and they had a panel that included Linda Perry. And I was thinking, you know, more about some of the things that she said, you know, just kind of some of the stuff that she had gone through early on in her career, um, kind of like her career kind of exploding and she just being a person who did not want to be you know really tied down told what to do just wasn't within her makeup I think it's so important for us to really know who we are you know and um and what we can tolerate what our molecules can you know float around and then adjust to um and what just really what hits us and you know we just can't deny ourselves we can't like have that inkling and then ignore it so 
you know, I really um, admired her story. I appreciate one thing, big takeaway, though, that that I really got from her was that, you know, she left Four Non Blondes and then um, got a space and just started producing bands, like working with bands, like did it for free. Um, she wanted to do that, did it for free, got ch her chops together. And now she is who she is now and things happen along the way and and all that kind of thing but that's just to say you know it's the thing that's come up in in interviews um that we've had here on the show like um felice uh genevieve have said they wanted to do that thing and so they just do more of that thing you know they aren't trying waiting for somebody to give them a job or you know see it in them they develop it for themselves you know, I want to be a session singer. I want to record um, vocals. I want to record on people's, you know, hip hop tracks. I want to record in people's um, film and, and television compositions or whatever. It all really starts in your bedroom, doesn't it? You, you get your laptop out. You get yourself a little rig together. You know, I've got my little rig. I wanted to start the podcast, and so I did. I didn't go to anybody. I certainly went onto the internet and got a lot of uh, found a lot of great advice. Pat Flynn was a really has been a really um, useful resource, a great resource. If, so if you guys want to start something like that, um, or any kind of business, really, that is you know a person to to look up and get a, look up on YouTube and get advice from. Just fantastic. Um, and, you know, I'll, I will, like, be candid with you. Like, when I was starting, like, <laughs> back in December, when I was putting this together, I went to Pat Flynn's um, YouTube page. You know, I, I'd, been, I'd been watching his videos and stuff, and I found um, his video on, you know, starting a podcast. He has a whole course, which I'd signed up for, and, you know, I'm, I'm actually going through right now. I'm just kind of slowly going through it because I'm so actually busy with my podcast that I barely have time to watch the videos, but they've all been, you know, I'm almost, I'm like halfway through it, so I, I do need to make it my intention to just finish and, and see if there's anything I'm missing. Um, but I digress. All that to say, I went through step by step. I mean, he's that detailed in the information he's giving, you know, I, I, I set up this thing and then I, I would listen to this thing or I would watch this thing. I would hit pause and then I'd do that thing. I mean, he's that detailed. I would hit play. Okay, that's the next thing. Pause, do that thing. It was like that. And I really had to transform a lot of things in myself like to deal with all of these details because, you know, <laughs> sometimes when you see what the details are to the thing that you want to do, that can be daunting. That can be enough to put you off to say, okay, I got too much going on. I can't deal with that. But I really knew that I wanted to put out this resource for you guys. I knew it would be good for other people as well as for me just to expand myself, you know, in another way. Um, because I was feeling like singing is not the totality of who I am. I can talk about singing. We can have conversations. You know, I can, I'm good technically. I can do some other stuff. And so, um, you know, that's why I decided, one reason why I decided I wanted to put this together. But, you know, all that to say, you can give yourself a job, you know, um, and it will pay off in ways that you can't imagine, you know. Um, but you have to say yes to yourself. And um, we can't wait around for people to just give us things, to give us permission to allow us. We have to allow ourselves. And that leads me to another thing I was thinking about. You know, I, I was at um, 
the Empowered Singer Workshop um, led by Felice Hernandez uh, recently. And um, that was Career and the Authentic Self. We did so much good work in that class. Um, you know, we had worksheets. We were really thinking about our careers. We were thinking about that in terms of, you know, our mindset and, you know, really just getting honest with ourselves. And there were some things that we would write down we'd keep to ourselves and other things that we would share with each other. And it was just such a great opportunity to hear what other people are going through, to work through, um, you know, my own issues and to just for all of us to get very honest with ourselves. But, you know, with that um, idea of allowing yourself, somebody in the class had said, you know, he was thinking about doing a, a tribute. Um, tributes are huge right now. He wanted to do one to a country artist. I won't call him out because I don't want to I don't want to put his business out in the street. And but, you know, he would said he wanted to do that. And I think it'd be an excellent idea. And I, you know, um, he'd also said something about being an artist. Oh, but the thing that he said was, oh, I'm 50. I can't be an artist now. And I just thought, what? <laughs> you know, this is like, I feel you hit that age. This is a great time to be an artist, to tell your story. You know, how much richer are your performances going to be? Because you've had all of this life experience. How much more potent are, is your songwriting going to be? Because of all the things that you have gone through, how many more people are you going to reach? Because of your whole life, you know, it's been messy, you know, and your mess can be your message. I heard somebody say that the other day, and it is so true. And people will relate to that. So, you know, if anybody is if it's holding anybody up, you know, I've got a friend, Mary Pat. Um, I'm If she's listening, I'm sure she probably never would have expected to be <laughs> mentioned on the show, but she'd hit her 60s. And maybe she was in her late 50s, early 60s. You know, she's my neighbor and, you know, she's a wonderful human being decided she, you know, was going to quit her job as a, um, she was in the advertising business, you know, the ad business and found, was just beginning to find it empty and decided she was going to become a baker, become a chef or whatever. I know those are different things, but she was going to cook. She was going to bake and she was going to learn how to do that. She went to culinary school that is um, near here in Hollywood. I think it closed though, since she's graduated, but I mean, she went in and did that. She, and I mean, you can expand. I'm just saying you can expand at any time, any time that you, you know, anything you want to explore in your life, just go ahead and do it. Allow yourself to do it. Don't worry about what anybody's going to say or think, you know, if they are being negative about it, they've probably got things that they're too afraid to do as well. But, you know, um, I have always admired that about, you know, about my friend Mary Pat that she at that you know at that age decided she was going to do something else and so she did it and you know she's very creative and she makes other you know she's got these really cool rugs that she makes and she's she she's makes this like amazing bread and she's just a really you know she's putting out a lot of of creative things so you know it is not too late to kind of rediscover who you are you know everything that you have got to offer is valuable and tell your story if you want to tell your story don't stop yourself just allow it you know um, so I just wanted to say that because you know that came up in the workshop a few times my age my da 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 you know um, 
people are hitting their 50s and they're thinking about their relevancy. And I know that this is a culture that by and large does not value age. It doesn't value senior citizens. You might say, I won't go any further with that, but definitely doesn't value um, senior citizens, doesn't value the wisdom that comes along with that by and large. Um, and uh, just seems to market to, you know, <laughs> really, really young people. And it's like there is a ton um, to be learned and gained and offered, you know, from you once you hit your 50s, once you hit your 60s, once you hit your 70s. I have a friend who's in her 80s, and she just bought a house. Well, she bought a condo. And, you know, who's moving in their 80s? Like, who's buying condos and who's, like... You know, but she did, and she just made that happen. She had a, a larger place. She wanted a smaller place, and she was told that at her age, it probably wasn't going to happen as far as a loan went, and she went for it anyway. And, you know, I don't remember all the details, but she wanted to do that, and she made it happen. And it, her age be damned, whatever that person, you know, who told her that had to say, that's what she wanted, and she went ahead and did it. So I'm just saying, you know, as we're aging, you know, we have to – I think, be even stronger. You know, we have to really know who we are. We have to really value ourselves and really get maybe into that subconscious stuff. I mean, you know, that is um, holding us back and, and that's creating these actions. Well, that's creating inaction, really. You know, just don't be held back, you know, by your age keep being on the path and keep being on the road and just keep developing yourself. You are not going to be too old to do that. Okay, rant over. <laughs> so we have um, our guest today, um, Veronica Paleo. Like I said, she is the owner of the agency Replicas Music. They're based here in LA. Like I said at the top of the show, I'm very excited for you guys to hear all of this information because these are things that we should be thinking about these are things that we should know and we should not be walking around clueless know all the information so um you know what we talk about um how she runs her agency how she generates business how she nurtures relationships um what's her criteria for hiring singers and musicians so important to know um, we also touch upon what is pro behavior at a gig and why your agency should have a strong contract with a client. If you're running an agency, it's definitely something that you should pay special attention to. Um, so this is what happened when we first recorded the interview. Everything sounded fine. I downloaded the files and I noticed that some of the audio was messed up. Um, so some of the audio, like maybe the first 10, 15 minutes um, of her story. So I'm just going to tell you, I'll catch you up. And then um, we're going to start where the audio um, was clear and good and understandable and usable. <laughs> okay. So um, just to catch you up to the beginning of Veronica's story, she was born in Hackensack, New Jersey, um, started singing when she was seven years old in grammar school, uh, didn't come from a musical family. Uh, in 1996, went to Miami Beach for two and a half years. Got a lot of opportunities to act and sing, um, including uh, working as a singing waitress at a Broadway-themed restaurant where they did eight shows a week. So you really get some chops together when you do something like that. Um, and she was also the host of a USA Network show called Whammy in Miami. She was their, quote-unquote, coming up next girl. 
um, until she was replaced with a blonde, which, you know, happens <laughs> in this business. It's cold, y'all. It's cold. But, you know, it leads you to the next thing. So uh, then she decides to drive across the country um, and move out to Los Angeles with one of her best friends. And this is where we pick up. She's um, on the road. And without further ado, Veronica Paleo. Funny enough. Uh, so, you know, I was, I was, you know, in a transition and my, my, my buddy, uh, Brian Brighter, who is uh, an attorney and comedian. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. He, he, you know, he's Miami born and raised and we were buddies and we did some really great theater together. And he said, you know, he goes, I'm moving to LA. Do you want to go? And I quite literally just, I sold my 91 Nissan Sentra to my modern dance instructor for $1,200. And I think that's all the money I had. And I quite literally said, yeah, let's do it. And I hopped and as you, he said, I don't have a lot of room in the U-Haul. So whatever, you know, space is left is yours. And I literally left with my computer and my desk and my clothes and that was it and we hopped in this u-haul and we drove from miami beach all the way through the united states and texas took forever um coolest story there is you know i my very first cell phone at that time this was 1999 mm -hmm. and uh you know it's 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 late march and my phone rings, my cell phone rings. And this is a, an old buddy of mine. I had met her, you know, a couple of times. She, she calls and she's this really fabulous hippie. And she says, Hey, what's up, Veronica? It's Stephanie. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? She's like, listen, I just, you know, I moved to Los Angeles and this place is amazing. And, you know, I thought to myself, you know, who belongs here. Veronica Puleo belongs in LA, man. And I just, I'm not lying. Jamila is the funniest thing because I'm like driving and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, she's, got the, she's got my number, she's calling me. And I'm like, you know, this is so odd. I said, Stephanie, I am actually driving with Brian to Los Angeles right now. Wow. And she goes, yeah, you know, V, that's just the way the universe works, man. <laughs> And I was like, she goes, well, do you have a roommate? Like, do you know what you're going to, I said, look, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I, she goes, listen, I got a production. I got to work on in Montreal. I'm going to, I'm going to find us an apartment and I'm going to call you with, you know, the address tomorrow. I'm like, cool. I'll probably still be in Texas by that point. So yeah, give me a call. So she, uh, she called me the next day. She gave me my new address and literally was at Cherimoya Avenue at Franklin, like, you know, right under the Hollywood sign near Beechwood. Wow. And uh, rent was $800 for a two bedroom, one and a half bath at the time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I arrived there April 1st of 1999. I'll never forget it. You know, I got a bartending job right down the street. It was like instantaneously home. Wow. And that was, you know, and yet again, you know, I was an actress and I was auditioning. I found an agent right away. You know, it was, um, <clears throat> everything just fell into place. I knew how to use Backstage West. You know, <laughs> I definitely, you know, did everything I could to become a SAG member right away. Uh, 
And I did. I did all that with the help of Brian, my friend. You know, he found he found me my first manager. Uh, you know, it was it was um, it's it, like all the pieces of the puzzle came together, and yeah. L.A. just made sense to me. Miami was a bit of a struggle for me, but L.A. was like, okay, I, I'm never leaving this place. This is it. Wow. This is it. Yeah. So I got, I got into a, I got into a good crew of people and, you know, great, great auditions. Um, I did, I did do some work in the acting world and then the actor's strike hit, the writer's strike hit, like right at that same time. So even the small jobs were going to very big names at the time. So I made sure I, mm. I kept my camera in my hands. I was always a photographer mm. and I made sure that I kept writing songs and I, um, and I guess that kind of transition, you know, the transition here is, you know, I started auditioning for some, some bands to be back, you know, be a backing vocalist for a, a couple of different bands out here while I was writing my own music and playing coffee shops mm-hmm. with, with my guitar <laughs> and, uh, and taking pictures and bartending, you know, it was, <laughs> you know, you just do whatever you need to do to survive. Right. Yeah. You know? Like the beginning of the gig economy, I guess. Yeah, it really, yeah, those coffee shops, those coffee houses were, you know, I mean, that was, it was so cool. I remember, I remember playing a gig, um, you know, and, and right after me, Jason Mraz played his set, you know, and I was like, wow, who's this amazing guy, you know, he's such a cool, he was such a cool dude. Um, but you know, it's like, you see some of these, um, like, you know, Sarah Bareilles and, you know, all these kids were coming up right around, you know, the same time that I was playing those coffee shops. But, you know, it's like you, you watch them and you're like, oh my God, there's something so miraculous and spectacular about you, you know? And I, I just see amazing things happening. And, you know, not to say that I didn't think I was pretty cool too, but, you know, I was, I was not, I was okay with not, you know, being famous or anything like that. I didn't know that I would end up starting, you know, a live music agency, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't sure what my path was. I just, uh, but I loved, I loved musicians. I love, I've always loved being around incredible musicians. And yeah. in, in LA, I, I, you know, gravitated toward them yet again, or they would, you know, it found me, you know, I would, you know, again, it's like you get off stage and suddenly somebody as great as, you know, Jason or Sarah or, you know, going up after you and you're like, wow, you're incredible. (laughs) That's just awesome. You know? Yeah. So yeah, good, good times, good times, my early years in LA and good times now. Yeah. So then what leads you to uh, starting your agency? You're, you're, uh, a photo- you're doing photography, you're bartending, you're playing your music. Um, what led to uh, a full-time <clears throat> uh, live music agency? That's a, that's a good one. You know, Mike Holowatch, who is now my fiance, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> we met in 1989. I mean, it's wow. just so crazy. 30 years have gone by. Yes, I, I was five when I met him, sure. You know, back in, in, in William Patterson days, we, we attempted to start a band together and that didn't happen. But, you know, you fast forward to t- 2009 and, uh, you know, a, 
I, I, you know, we were doing a little bit of a long distance relationship, he and I, but, uh, uh, you know, he, he's shortly after moved to LA and he literally went over to my wall of guitars. I had a bunch of guitars hanging up on those, you know, those hooks and mm-hmm. he, he ran his finger across like, you know, like in the groove of one of my guitars and basically like lifted up a bunch of dust. And he looked, he looked at his finger and he goes, why, why are you not picking up these guitars? Why are you not playing? Mm. And I said, well, you know, I've just been doing a lot of photography and, you know, I make great money as a photographer and I love photography, but I, I do miss music. You know, I, you know, I do sing. At the time he was, he was performing, he got jobs, you know, working with our, I guess, quote unquote competition, you know, around town. And, um, and I was also, you know, singing backing vocals for, for, for some of those bands. And, you know, really what ended up happening was we both kind of looked at each other and said, you know, we, we can, we can do this. We can do this better. We can do this in our own way. We can add an East coast flair. Mm. And, uh, and that's really what ended up happening was he needs to, he's like, you need to pick up your guitar again. And I'm like, yeah, I love singing. I love photography. Okay, sure. I'll pick up my guitar again. But, you know, we both were like, all right, well, let's start a company. And he goes, well, I'll only do it if, if um, you front the band and, and play again. And I'm like, all right, so I'll do that, you know? And so this was January of 2011, literally like right after the, the new year. And, uh, and we, it was, it was January, January 1st, where we were like, okay, we're going to start a band. We had no thought of starting an agency. We were like, let's just do this one amazing band, get an agent to represent us and we'll play Vegas and we'll do all these big things. Right. Mm -hmm. So we launched our website. You know, I, I'm a, you know, I'm speedy when it comes to putting together marketing materials and all that, because that is important. You need to make sure you've got your contract in place. You got to make sure you've got your incredible marketing materials and you know, all, all of that. Um, so I, and I got our business cards printed like ASAP and, and I, I joined, you know, a, a couple of event networking organizations and I started networking like a mad woman. Mm. Yeah, the truth is we, we did our first video within a month and I um, tried to pedal it to a couple of different other, you know, agencies out there and, you know, I didn't really get any bites, but the cards that I was handing out, I started getting calls as if I was an agent. My phone started ringing for, hey, do you have a string quartet? Hey, do you have a jazz trio, a New Orleans marching band? You know, and I was like, well, I don't personally do that, but I have friends who do. Mm. And so I started to put my friends out there, Mm. not knowing that that's basically what an agent is. (laughs) Right. You know, and so I was so, yeah, you know, we were getting gigs as, as the replicas at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and I was also putting jazz, jazz bands out there, namely, you know, uh, like Will Brahms jazz trio and, you know, but we were, we were doing a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of fun gigs ourselves, but we, we turned into an agency shortly after we started because it was just the next, you know, um, natural progression. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all because Mike was like, pick up your guitar. You know, I know you're a photographer. I know you love photography, but you can still do this too, you know? So, but 
needless to say, music is the full-time thing now. You know, uh, here we are eight years and change later. Mm. And it is, you know, it's a whole other animal from where it started. We have, we have a lot of incredible musicians on our roster um, and bands and, you know, more jazz ensembles, gypsy jazz, and, mm-hmm. you know, again, the New Orleans ensemble and bluegrass. And we, you know, we, we definitely learned what, what, what didn't sell for us through the years. Like we, you know, we were dabbling in the whole Latin market and, but really, you know, there are certain, you know, and I never want to, I never want to say, you know, we should stay in our own lane. Cause you know, I, I think it was Idris Elba was saying something about that. You know, like if your lane is to start dancing today, then that's your lane dance, you know, but mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and the thing is I love all musicians. And if I know that it makes more sense for me to just step out of a certain market, I just, I do. Mm. I know what's working for us and we're going to stick to variety bands and 90s bands and 80s bands and we're going to stick to jazz and 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 strings and of course you know a couple of the other um specialty ensembles such as gypsy jazz and and uh and 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 um new orleans you know i love i love all of that you know but when someone calls me for mariachi i just send them right to a great mariachi group <laughs> right <laughs> Because they're oh my god, it's it's a whole other it's right. a whole other world out there, and it's just amazing. It really yeah. is. If you've ever been to like any of the mariachi festivals? Oh, oh god, it's so incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Those yeah. are amazing. Those oh yeah, amazing. I love it. I do too. I mean, those acapella voices just oh. resonating through crowds. It's oh yeah. Definitely, definitely. Speaking of which, did you see? I, I, there was a recent interview with um, with uh, uh, Linda Ronstadt mm-hmm. that just really floored me. I mean, poor woman. I know she's going through her, you know, through Parkinson's and and, and battling. Well, what a sense of humor she has, and you know, this interview, of course, touched upon her, you know, a lot of facets of her musical career, mm-hmm. and oh, just to hear her sing mariachi. Oh, she was yeah. just breathtaking. Mm. Yeah, just a side note, I love her. Gorgeous voice, yes. gorgeous. Um, so how do you uh, choose uh, bands? How do you put your bands together? How do you choose your musicians? <laughs> um, you know, other than ability, it's, it has to be um, a personality. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, you know, being the most, you know, um, gregacious and, 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 you know, flamboyant uh, personality. What I mean is it's got to be a great hang. It's yep. got to be a great vibe. And there can't be any diva attitude of, do you know where I came from? Do you know who I toured with? Because with, you know, all due respect, that's fine. I'm glad you toured. That's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you, very proud of you, but when you are playing my client's wedding, I need you to take that ego and leave it in your car because this ain't about you at all. Mm -hmm. This is all about my corporate client, my wedding client. My wedding client means the world to me. 
right? right? Because one day they're going to have a kid and they're going to have a mitzvah and they're going to need one of my bands, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I treat my musicians with respect and love all the time and they know that. And I have a loyalty in my roster that's, you know, profound and I'm so appreciative I love them. You know, they are my family. And Mike and I are very, very careful who we choose to put in our family. Because, you know, creatives, you know, we all, and me included, we all have very, very peculiar personalities sometimes. Mm -hmm. And peculiar personalities are fine as long as they don't leave a, a bad vibe you know, in, in, in any given situation, you know, we're all peculiar and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I'm very careful. Uh, I hope this answers your question. I'm just, really, you know, Mike and I are just very careful, uh, you know, and who we choose. And we, we, we audition people like, you know, like anything else you come in, you audition. Uh, we ask you a series of questions. It is an interview because at the end of the day, these wedding gigs, these corporate gigs, they are jobs. Mm-hmm. You have a job to do. You need to show up pressed and clean. No ripped jeans, no flip-flops, no tank tops. <laughs> you yes. know, set up your gear in an all, you know, black t-shirt, black jeans, whatever, and closed shoes, and then go to the green room or to the bathroom, whatever, <laughs> you know, and, and put on your pressed garb and be ready to, you know, impress the client because that's, that's what our job is, mm-hmm. as well as knowing the repertoire. Knowing the repertoire, I mean, I need to make sure that my musicians, when you're playing a wedding, you know, you're playing everything, at least let's just say with our first band, The Replicas, which is now, you know, AKA, also known as The Replicas, is the main attraction, right? We, this main band is 500 plus songs deep in our repertoire at this point over the years. And so when we audition somebody to, to be a sub for our main players, you got to know everything from Frank Sinatra to the Foo Fighters and every everything in between. Mm-hmm. I always say everything but Latin and death metal, but we even do dabble in Latin, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's how much of a chameleon are you? Because you need to be a chameleon. You can't just have your fuzz pedal on for every single genre. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to know how to find the proper sounds. You need to be a sound scientist when you're a guitarist with our band. You need to be uh, you know, the man behind your, you know, computer and spaceship of keys mm. and know how to find the proper sound when you're playing 80s music. Mm. We don't play to tracks. So one of the main things we look for when we meet musicians, you know, who, you know, they say, oh, you know, I played with wedding bands before. And I'm like, great. Have you played with tracks? And if they say yes, I'm like, well, how married to those tracks are you? I mean, are you in love with your instrument enough to know? Mm. how to play the songs without the track Mm. because this day and age Jamila what I'm finding is even in our industry there's a lot of track bands out there yeah and those who know me and know me well know that I have a real strong stance on that we only hire real musicians we employ musicians who know their instruments Mm-hmm. forward and back, live, eat, breathe, and sleep their instrument and know their music and do not rely on tracks. If we need an 80s band that needs to have more of that synth sound, I will hire a second synth player before I put tracks through those speakers. 
because it is important to us to stay authentic and it is important to us to employ great musicians because we need we need to keep employing our own absolutely artists need to work and it is artists that keep smiles on the face of this universe oh i love that thank you i love that that is so true that's such a profound truth i can't even tell you thanks i can't even tell you um let's see so what does your day to day look like as um, a business person? Uh, funny you should ask. Well, right now we are in the midst of, you know, mixing our live tracks from a recent uh, video shoot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we did a board recording and, and we are mixing those tracks uh, to sync up with our live video. Uh, so we're really super excited. Um, our new website is coming out um, soon. So yeah, new bands, new videos, new website. So today, I'm quite literally, you know, gathering text for the new website and doing everything so that my web team has everything they need to populate each page. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, honestly, a day in the life of me, you know, is I'm getting inquiries through email constantly. Mm. So you know, I do, I do wake up, I, you know, meditate in the morning. Um, to set my intention for the day. Mm -hmm. I try to read any, you know, I have a slew of books that I, are to the left of me right now. And I try to read a few pages before I hit the gym. Mm. And I go to the gym, I go to do CrossFit, you know, in my fashion uh, for uh, an hour. And then I come back, take a quick shower and I hit the emails and I, I, I take a look at all these inquiries that are coming in and I send out proposals to couples and corporate, you know, mm. um, and, you know, and then of course I'm setting up rehearsals and making sure that the song lists are tidy for the eight, for each gig that's coming up. Mm. Uh, and then I'm, 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 you know, conversing with my assistant. I have a virtual assistant, you know, who helps me with social media, mm -hmm. uh, and that end of marketing. But, you know, it's like, while I'm doing this, Mike is in our recording studio. We built a recording studio in our house. And, you know, he's mixing and, uh, and then on our off hours, which are not really our off hours, we like to teach. <laughs> so I, I, te I teach vocals, um, you know, here and there, uh, throughout the week and he teaches drums. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we are working musicians <laughs> through and through. Yeah. It's our way of giving back for sure. You know, again, you know, we do get some students who are like, I just, you know, I want to sing like Adele uh, or I want to just, I just want to play the drums, you know, and Mike puts them on a practice pad and they're like, oh my God, I have to do this first. And it's like, yeah, man, rudiments. Right. <laughs> You've got to learn from the ground up. There's a foundation to be built, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what's happening today. Today in particular, right before we got on, on this interview, um, you know, I sent out you know, three different proposals, mm -hmm. uh, getting ready for uh, a big event at the Rose Bowl in April. And um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of good stuff happening right now. 2019 has been, uh, has, has had an, a beautiful start so far. Nice. Yeah. So how do you, um, how does, I guess, how do you keep work coming in? How do you generate those uh, 
leads and and get those emails coming in and and set it up so that you you're making proposals and and all that stuff uh i am i'm uh constantly networking and giving out my business card that yeah. is you know i'm i'm just uh I'm just go, go, go all the time, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, even last night after, you know, working on website stuff and, 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 and everything, I, as soon as I was done with all that, I literally, you know, put on my blazer and my name tag and, you know, I, out the door I went to a networking event in downtown LA, you know? Um, and so, you know, a lot of times I, I also, it almost sounds like door to door, but I do, you know, I go and meet event professionals who work at huge private clubs, you know, like the California club and the Jonathan club and city club. And, you know, you name it, I've got a relationship with them and it is about nurturing relationships. It's not just, Oh, I sent you an Instagram message. And it's like, well, you know, you know, you got to go a little old school and you actually have to, you know, send, send an email, set up, set up, a, uh, set up a, a, a lunch appointment, a dinner appointment, you know, actually go and meet people face to face old school. Mm, yeah. That still works, believe it or not. Now, mind you, the turnover at these places, you know, make your head spin. So you have to nurture other relationships later on, you know, but that's mm. just the name of this game is the turnover will always happen. People will change. People will find their flavor of the week. So what does set you apart from the rest? You know, there are other agencies out there. I know what sets us apart from the rest. We don't play with tracks. Mm. And I make sure I freaking yell that from the, the rafters all the time. Hire real musicians for crying out loud. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Uh, but, you know, I make sure that my, um, my connections and my relationships understand that I come to the table with authenticity. Mm. Yeah. So I, that. I think I'm, a lot of musicians who are going to listen to this are going to be very happy to hear you say that, like very heartened <laughs> to hear <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just, I've been, I've been so lucky, Jamila, like I said, from my William Patterson days to today, just, you know, look, we've kissed a lot of frogs. When we first started our company and our band, our first band, we certainly met some doozies, you know, and we were younger then and we, you know, weren't as great at, you know, assessing a character as we are now, mm. you know, um, and let's be honest too. It's like, you know, look, we, oh gosh, I'm going to go into a whole other, a whole other thing that maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to, oh, you know, this day and age with, you know, um, prescription drugs, mm -hmm. prescription drugs, you know, uh, it's starting, you know, we see it more and more where, you know, I can tell when somebody's a little loopy, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, and I'm, I'm talking, you know, and, and you, you just have to know, oh gosh, okay, well, this person might have, you know, and, 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 and we're open to discussing it with, with certain musicians. I mean, we've never had an issue, you mm. know, but certainly, you know, with, with it being, you know, running rampant, obviously even the, you know, we, we hear it on, on, on the news all the time mm -hmm. with opioids and this and that and people mm. being in 
pain. And look, my mom just went to the doctor the other day for a little menial little thing, and they right away gave her an oxy prescription. Wow. Oh, it was insane. And I'm like, just so easily, just like that. My mother didn't fill it because she's like, she doesn't believe in, you know, meds like that. We don't do that. You know, I mean, that's just not in my family. But then again, it's like, it, it is, it is easy. It's an easy, it's an easy world, isn't it? You know, and, um, Unfortunately, it's been made easier. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we are definitely aware that, you know, in human interaction, you know, there's, there's, there's sometimes, there's some people who get altered. <laughs> there's some people who get altered and you're like, okay, well, is this going to affect what you're doing? Mm. The job at hand, you know, like I said, luckily our roster is, um, very serious about their game and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, and I'm just speaking in generalities here. We've never had an issue personally, yeah. but certainly, you know, you hold auditions and you meet people constantly and you're like, all right, okay. Well, you know, there might be, a, you know, you ask me how, what do we do when we hire people or, you know, how do we hire our musicians? Like, what are the criteria? <clears throat> you know, Again, like I said, everybody is in an interview process for sure. And we are, we are looking for people who are, you know, resonating within our culture, within, within what it is that we're putting out there and to make sure that they're walking this line of wanting to be the best them that they can be. Mm. And that means, it means running a straight and narrow. I mean, if that makes me sound like a prude, then fine, you know, but, but, but really worshiping your body as the temple that it is. Mm-hmm. and taking care of it and putting good things into it and feeding it the right things so that you can remember all your notes that you're playing, then, <laughs> then rock on, you know, that's where, you know, um, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, and we do, we do have a, um, an independent contractor agreement and, you know, I, I crack some people up with some of the stuff that I I've written on there, but you know, you are not to approach a bar when you're at a wedding, you know, like if you approach the bar that will lead to, you know, possible not, you know, not getting paid or <laughs> for the cake. I just, I can't have anybody, uh, you know, my reputation is online. Mike's reputation is online. We've worked very, very hard mm-hmm. uh, to do what we've done, you know, and we have a great, we're a multi-award winning live music agency. And we have an amazing reputation. You know, all our, all our reviews online are five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's because I do make sure that everybody's, you know, walking on the straight and narrow on these gigs. What you do outside is none of my business. Right. None of my business. But when you walk into our gigs, thank you for being professional. We appreciate you so much. And I say that out loud to my roster. I love them because they really do get it. And they're so sweet. They're like, Rhi, I'm so thirsty. Can I get some water? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, am I that much of an ogre? Like, yeah, go to the bar and get some water. You know, she's <laughs> uh, Louise. I'm so sorry. They're like, yeah, but we signed that independent contractor agreement and it said don't approach the bar. And I'm like, yeah, don't get a whiskey, dude. Um, <laughs> or do that. Um, yeah. You know, I can't even say I, I disagree with you because, um, you know, I mean, it's work. They're also, they should also consider themselves business people and they should consider them, you know, I know I do. And uh, you can, should consider every gig work and you, sh- you should think you want to have your wits about you. You want to, you know, just stay on top of everything. And, you know, and on 
on the flip side, Jamila. I mean, it's like, you yeah. know, you're, you're, you're an empathetic person and so am I. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, you know, yeah, leave your stuff at the door. Uh, you know, if, if, if by chance it's the most, it's an emotional stuff, it's not a, it's not a, a, a drug related thing or alcohol related thing, yeah. but if you have an issue and you want to talk to me, I am open. And I know there are a lot of agencies mm -hmm. out there that aren't as open as I am, or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a mama bear when it comes to, you know, young musicians, especially that are, you know, is just learning the ropes in this industry. And I'm the first one to tell them, hey, you know, watch your substance abuse. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. um, you know, or, <laughs> or just substance intake, not so much abuse. Let me rephrase, you mm -hmm. know, but, uh, but, you know, and on top of that, if you ever have any questions or concerns or comments or, you know, you wow. have a thought about, you know, whatever it is in this industry, please, I'm, I've got some years on you and I'd love to help in any way that I can. And I've seen it all. You've seen it all. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it comes with experience, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I, I love, you know, again, giving back, you know, I love helping younger musicians thrive, especially if I see something extremely special in them, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I just, I wanted to just put that out there. You know, I just, that's what, mm -hmm. I know. And it was my, I have a business coach. She's amazing. And she's like, you know, you, you have to be careful getting so close to your musicians. And I'm like, why? Oh my God, this, there, you know, I know. And I hear her though. I do. I do hear yeah. her because you know, there is a job that needs to get done. Right. And, and yeah. sometimes, uh, sometimes when you get really close, uh, and then suddenly you put on business face, uh, yeah that said musician might take it as, oh my God, are we no longer friends? And it's like, no, sweetheart, we are friends and I'm also a businesswoman. Yeah. And, and that needs to be clear. And I'm sorry if um, I'm not, I'm sorry if that separation is too blunt yeah. or jarring, you know, I'll try not to make it so, but I can't promise because believe me, I am me. And you know, you've met me. I'm a pretty fun loving human being. But when I, when, when it comes to brass tacks in my business and we are at an event, say mm -hmm. at the Jonathan club, you know, especially some of those like, you know, old clubs, you know, you have got to dot your I's and cross your T's because you want to keep working there. Yeah. You know, and that means making sure your 11-piece band is also dotting their I's and crossing their T's. And it's a lot. It's, you know, it's the whole wrangling system of, you know, but how do you do it? And sometimes they see this face of Veronica turning into, you know, the lioness with the big hair. And she's like, you know, oh God, she made the face. She made that mom face. She gave us, you know, the stink eye. What did we do? <laughs> um, and it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, I just don't, yeah, you just have to, you have to be smiling all the time. Like one thing I, you know, I, I saw this, this, this was a big thing for me when I first started and we started to become bigger. Um, I saw a band, not mine, not any of ours. I saw a band showcasing for the wedding industry. And literally when the uh, industry president, uh, what do you call it, the organization president came up to speak at the mic, the band was still on stage. Mm -hmm. And no lie, it's on photos. I mean, it's just so terrible. The band did not smile. They were like, couldn't be more bothered by having to stand there listening to a speech by the association president. Mm -hmm. And they, one of them was on their phone. 
Oh no. Like literally like scrolling through their phone. And I don't know if they were scrolling for the next song or what have you. Yeah. But it just looked so bad. Yeah. But I remember it like this was earlier on in our, you know, when we started our company. I remember, you know, I said, guys, you know, listen, during the bride and groom speech and the father of the bride speech, we're going to be on stage still. We're going to wait till they're done. Because as soon as they're done, we're going to start playing. Now, I want you all to smile and agree with everything that they're saying. Just smile and nod when they say something sweet. Acknowledge it with your yeah. presence. Do not look down and look through your notes and have a conversation with each other. Because if I catch you doing that, that will lead me to not want to call you for the next gig. Yeah. So please understand, we have a job to do. And that job is to be sure that that client feels our presence, wanting to be in that room. Every minute and second that we are in that room, we want to be there for them. Mm -hmm. Do not be bored by their speech. And mind you, their speech might be so stinking boring. Yeah. But you need to acknowledge it as if it's the best thing you ever heard in your life. Yeah. And smile about it. And that's all. Just stand there and smile with your hands folded in front of you. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you got to do. I, it, it taught me so much to see that band make that mistake. I just was like, oh my God, my band will never do that. Mm -hmm. My fans will never do that because they will understand the importance of looking present. That's great. Yeah. Be engaged. You Be know. engaged. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is maybe one of the biggest challenges um, that you've had come up doing your work, running your agency, and, and how did you overcome it? Wow. One of my biggest challenges, you know, I've never spoken about this. I'm going to speak about it. I'm going I'm to talk about this because this is huge. Um, because my contract was so tight and fabulous and it's all, it's all good. And this, this really does help anybody who's an agency or a musician. Having strong contracts is so stinking important. Making sure there are no loopholes that'll screw you. Now, mind you, make sure your contract also protects your client. This is not a one-sided thing. My contract protects both of us. Now, I have a clause in my contract that talks about substitution, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, if on the video you see all these beautiful faces and then on your stage, one of those beautiful faces does not arrive, I have a clause in my contract that states that I can do that. Mm -hmm. Because why? So said person might have gone on tour. Said person on that video that shot that video with me two years ago uh, may, you know, may be out, you know, east visiting his mom or her mom. Uh, said person might have laryngitis and can't be on stage, right? So I have these clauses in my contract to protect both me and the client. Well, rewind to, I can't remember if it was 2016, 2015, but um, I got served. I got served some papers. I got served to go to court, small claims court. This person, this person wanted half their money back because I was not on their stage, me personally. Okay. And I was sick as a dog. I had laryngitis. I could not get on that stage. I would have done them a disservice to be on that stage. So the biggest challenge of my career thus far as the Replica's music 
was that one time having to go to court with that contract that they signed and that clause was on that contract. And I sent them this amazing singer, by the way, amazing. She was beautiful. She, she did a great job. And, um, well, uh, long and short, we won the case. They didn't get a dime back because they signed a contract that's stated in clause number three that we can substitute if we need to. And gosh, you know, in eight years, Jamila, that's happened once. And it was me personally. I couldn't, the girl with the curly hair couldn't be on stage. My goodness. And the funny thing is, I spoke to this other agent uh, out of Texas, who's a, a friend of a friend, and I said, what would you have done, Richard? And he goes, Veronica, I would have put a curly-haired wig on her before I sent her out. That's what, I, that's what I would have done. And I just laughed. I thought that was so funny. I'm like, do you think we would have fooled them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never heard of that happening. Yeah, and it does happen. I spoke to an agent um, out of Ventura. It, ha it has happened to their agency uh, before. It happened to, to that person a few times, in fact. So when mm. I spoke to that person, they were like, listen, this may not be the first time this happens in your career. Just FYI, pardon my French, you've popped your cherry. So just go through it. Wow. And the next time, God forbid, if it happens, you'll get through it in flying colors and you'll win again because your contract is tight. Yeah. So I guess that's a pretty big challenge. I mean, yes. quite literally, Mike and I were sitting in that courtroom and we were like, we were the last case to be heard. So we didn't leave. We got there at eight o'clock in the morning and didn't leave till 3.30 in the afternoon. And we knew we were going to win. You know, because everybody in the industry who knew me well and knew my contract, they were like, oh my God, she's going to so lose, you know, but, um, and I'm sorry that they were disappointed. And honestly, like, I don't want to sound like, yeah, I won. No, because I didn't. Because at the end of the day, a mm. client was unhappy. So I lost. Was I lost. Was the, was being served your first um, indication that they were unhappy with the substitute singer? Or the, the fact that you, you know, that, that you had to sub out? The, uh, the funny thing is, is, um, yes, that was, no, uh, let me think. I did get a text that night from mm. the event planner <clears throat> that the, the, the client isn't happy that you're not here. And I said, well, is so-and-so not doing a good job? And she goes, no, she's amazing. And the funny thing is, Jamila, I'm not just saying this. That girl sang circles around me. She was so amazing like mm -hmm. she had notes that i don't have i mean i have a range i have a pretty high range but she she had whistle tones i don't have whistle tones you know like she can do things that you know she can sing pop like i can't sing pop i mean i sing pop pretty well and i'm you know but believe you me i'm all about putting the right person up there for the repertoire yeah so at the end of the day the client actually made out like a banshee because you know, they made out because they got somebody who can serve the repertoire better than i could yeah. But they didn't see that. All they saw was she didn't have curly hair. <laughs> so ridiculous. You know, the other thing too is, you know, and I know I'm babbling at this point, but I just, when I meet, when I meet s singers who come to me and I, you know, we're talking about working singers and I need to say this loud and clear. And I hope that whoever's listening to this um, podcast will, will get to the, uh, you know, get to the end, uh, especially singers. You know, when you're going to an audition for a wedding band, corporate band, 
learn the melody of the songs. Do not American Idol hasafasum your way through the melody. <laughs> you know, thinking that it's like at the end of the day, the reason why people will either hire a DJ or a band is because they want to hear the song the way it was meant to be heard. Mm. They don't want to hear your specific rendition of it. And I say that specific because at least for the first verse, let them sing along with you and don't make this about you. Again, don't make it about you. It's about my client, right? It's about their ears. Right. Maybe on the second verse, you can embellish and be. But in your choruses, why do you need the choruses to be exactly like the record? Let me tell you why I need the chorus to be exactly like the record. Because everybody who's singing a harmony with you is going to sing the harmony like the record. And if you're doing it your own way, then the harmonies are going to sound disjointed around you. Hmm. So we need you to learn the part. Don't just improvise. Mm. I say it to guitarists and all musicians. Listen to the record. If you're going to join a wedding band, cover band, corporate band, mm. know your part. Don't step on other people's toes. Know your keyboard part. Do not play the guitar part. Mm. Do not play the horn part if there are horns on a stage or play the horn part if there are no horns on that stage. Do not do left-hand bass. We have a bass player on stage. Don't step on people's toes. Don't do it. Mm. And singers, learn your damn melody. Learn it. Mm. Don't come to the table just making it up as you go along because you've got a great ear. I got that. That's awesome. Now I want to know that you know how to do your homework. Mm. that you've actually listened to every nuance that Christina Aguilera did or <laughs> whoever, you know, I want to know that you listened to, I want to dance with somebody and do it like Whitney. Just hit the notes. I'm not saying be Whitney. No, there's only one Whitney. I just need you to hit those notes. Yeah. Every note has a home, find that home for it, place it, call it a day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. <laughs> um, let me see. Okay. So, uh, last question, I think, I think, you know, I think like so it, all of this business is just like dealing with, and I think just life in general, but certainly business, you're just, you're dealing with humans, you know, you're dealing with your clients and you're dealing with, um, uh, the musicians, you know, that you're, you're putting out there and, and, um, you're auditioning and you're sending to work and, and all this kind of thing. Um, and you, you know, you, you put out bids and you, you get, um, rejections and you, or you have your successes and things like that. What kind of, um, mindset do you feel has kept you going for so long? And what kind of advice would you give, um, to somebody who is uh, in this business and kind of dealing with like sort of the ups and downs and, and highs and lows of it. The universe is listening constantly. So anything that you put out there will come back to you tenfold. So a rejection is just one person, right, at a time saying that you're not right for that particular project. But Barry Manilow said, even if 1% of 
the world loves you, you're doing pretty damn good. (laughs) So the mindset there is don't ever let the bastards bring you down. (laughs) Always know that there's plenty of work out there for those of us who work our asses off. And stay persistent. Don't ever think for a minute, I can't do this. And if you do, find a really good friend who's not going to knock you further down, but talk you off that ledge. Mm. Um, Because believe me, I have my moments. There are days I'm like, really? I had such a great connection with that prospect. How could they go with so-and-so? And Mike just looks at me and he's like, next. Mm. And you really do. And, And so, you know, you have those moments where you don't want to, you know, you don't want to curse because the universe is listening there. You know, the law of attraction is, 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 is always there. And mm. we have to be extremely careful of getting down and negative, um, about, about the rejections. Cause there are plenty of yeses out there too. There really are. And we have to remind ourselves of that every single day. Cause believe me, I get rejections all the time. I wouldn't be in business eight years if I let that keep getting to me. I'm not going to say I never let it get to me because of course I do. Mm-hmm. And then I go to Mike, I've got my mic, you know, to kind of just go, you're okay. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, something else will book tomorrow and something else will book the day after that. Yeah. You know? So um, it is, it is a matter of, of um, keep staying strong in, in, in your intention and I say this to solo musicians or, you know, if, if an, again, if an agent is listening to this or somebody who's trying to start their own agency, you know, it, it real solo musicians, you are in your own business. You as a singer, you as a guitarist or a bass player, you are in your own business. So it is important to practice. Of course, mm-hmm. it is important to constantly smile, <laughs> you know, of course, be you, be you. I mean, I don't want anybody coming to me with a cheesy ass grin who's not, you know, it's not, it's not who they are, you know, it's totally fine. But I definitely want, I, I definitely, I, I definitely would want, you know, the musicians out there to understand that everybody's watching and mm. your personality is out there, mm. you know? So it's really, it's really important that, that we recognize, you know, the positive attitude that we're putting out or not. Right. Mm. Um, so, you know, yes, I've had challenges in this industry. I, you know, I remember 2017 was an interesting year, you know, mm. uh, 2016 was amazing. 2017 was like, wow. Okay. All right. Here goes a whirlwind, you know, and then all of a sudden 20, 2018 and now 2019, amazing, you know, mm. so you're going to always have those ups and downs. Things will ebb and flow. You just have to remember to, again, I set my intention every day with my, my mantras and what it is that I have to do uh, to, to, to keep my head on straight. Mm. So um, I hope that answers that question. Oh, absolutely. That was, that was beautiful. I appreciate that. And, you know, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking out the time to speak to me and, you know, to, you know, give your, your two cents and inspire everybody. This, this was a lot of good stuff. I appreciate it so much. Oh, thank you for thinking of me. It means the world. I'm, you're my first interview in, in a very long time. So I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for, for letting me um, <laughs> babble on. 
Oh, yeah, not at all. All good stuff. <laughs> all right, honey. Well, I look forward to seeing you soon. So much good stuff, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Ugh, love it. Okay, so here are the singing lessons. Number one, you need to be a chameleon and know a lot of different styles. Number two, if you're going to work with a corporate band, learn the melody of the song. Don't improvise. Don't step on anyone's part. Boom. <laughs> Don't step on my part. That's annoying. Um, number three, do your homework. Number four, every note has a home. Find that home for it, place it, and call it a day. Five, always know that there's plenty of work out there for those of us that work our asses off. Number six, stay persistent. Don't ever think for a minute, I can't do this. And if you do, find a really good friend to talk you off that ledge. Yes, amen. Number seven, we have to be extremely careful of getting down and negative about rejections. I'll just interject. I heard somebody say the other day, a rejection is just a redirection. Number eight, stay strong in your intention. Number nine, you as a singer are your own business. Absolutely. Number 10, it is the artists that keep a smile on the face of this universe. Love that. You can download these singing lessons in a free cheat sheet that is available in the show notes for this episode. So before I sign off, I've got a listener shout out. So this was on the um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Bets Be More came, came on and commented, a golden resource. This is so valuable and helpful to anyone who wants to know the L.A. music scene and all the ins and outs of what it takes to be successful in the biz. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I am glad that you're finding it to be a valuable resource. That is so exciting to me. Um because it's what I wanted to do. I wanted to provide value for everybody. And I think if you are going to take the time to do anything, it should be valuable. <laughs> it should, you know, um, be useful to society at large. It should be the thing that you do, um, your way of expanding that creates value. So thank you so much, Bets Bemore. I appreciate that. And if you want me to shout you out, you can email me at jamila at jamilaford.com or you can DM me on my Instagram at jamilafordmusic. I read all of my messages and I answer them all. Join the Facebook group. It's just a resource for you guys to stay connected after you've heard an episode. You can ask any questions that you want. We can communicate and it's just a fun time. And also like the Working Singer Facebook page. And you can find both of those things um, by going onto Facebook and typing the Working Singer into your search. Um, follow me on Instagram, like I said, at Jamila Ford Music. And you can also visit my website at jamilaford.com. And please take a few minutes to, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes, just take a few minutes to share it with a friend um, and let people know about the show. It really does help other people to to find it, to have this information. Um, it, when you comment, um, you leave a rating. That really helps other people to find it. It helps more than you know. So please share, comment, subscribe, all of it. That really helps the podcast. Okay, so that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope that this, I hope that this was a truly helpful um, episode for you. I loved everything that Veronica had to say. I was certainly enlightened. Thanks to Veronica again for joining us this week. And to everybody, I love you, I appreciate you, and I will talk to you again next week. 